0: It's time for Blaine Kylo. Blaine Kylo is on the West Coast. He's Vancouver's best dad. He's also a nerd, and he's here on The Shift with the technological world. You can reach him at solocore.com, C-O-R-P-S. Hi, Blaine.
1: I work all the time. It's crazy.
0: You do, do work all the time. I I do. Hey, I have a technological story for you that I'd like to share. Share it. Um, Here on The Shift, we've shared before about how uh, there's an antenna in northern Finland that picked us up. And uh, recorded the shift via AM radio in northern Finland this past winter. Now they got CKNW out of Vancouver. They got then we got another recording. They found six thirty Ched because now they know where we are. They found six thirty Ched out of Edmonton, and then I just got a recording today from CJOB six eighty AM out of Winnipeg, being heard in northern Finland. So all of you, your fancy high tech and look at this AM radio reaching all the way over there.
1: My red friends in Finland, they must listen to me.
0: They probably listen. Hey, probably on the Radio Player Canada app, but still. We'll call it a thing. Um, Blaine Kylo likes to talk about gadgets and gaming and all of those things. We are leaning a little bit more into technology and in the conversation here um, on the shift today. There's been lots of stuff that's gone on. Apple, in the last couple of weeks, has been reducing expectations. They figured demand on the iPhone is down. They don't think they're going to make any more iPhones than they did last year. And when we talk about waste and stuff like that and plastics and minerals and all these different resources, Kylo, with technology, we don't often get into the magnitude of these things, Um, but it, it's staggering when you hear the numbers of these devices that get made. And Apple was looking to increase by 6 million units. They planned 90 million iPhone 14s. Does that amaze you like it amazes me?
1: When you say the numbers like that, it seems really large. But you have to take into account the fact that these devices, they kind of become obsolete after a couple of years. And it's not planned obsolescence like conspiracy theorists would have us believe. It's because the pace of change and the pace of Development is just so incredibly fast. Hmm. So, I have a
0: quick story for that, is that. I went in to get something done on my laptop, mm-hmm. and the guy at the Apple store actually said, Yep, this is planned obsolescence.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that that's probably a bit of um, eye of the beholder kind of a thing. But I, I don't think that companies are out there intentionally trying to make their products become obsolete i think that because of what we can do and because things can get more powerful your phone isn't running worse today because somebody decided oh we want to get rid of those phones it's because we can do so many interesting things and the public kind of seems to clamor and want better cameras in their phones and better connections and bigger batteries and all of those things have a knock on impact. And so, giving people what they seem to be wanting means that devices become obsolete. Now, it's true that the manufacturers benefit from that because it means that they know they can get people buying new devices every year or two. But, you know, revised outlooks and forecasts are part of the new reality. I think that we're going to see a little more of things slowing down a little bit. And what Google did this week with their announcement of the new Pixel devices, I think is indicative of where things might be headed because Mm -hmm. they are pricing the new handsets aggressively.
0: Well, and that's the thing, though, right? I mean, people, I think, have stopped spending at $2,000 a phone. So excited for every year, by the way, I got to get the new phone at two thousand more dollars, right? Like it's a staggering increase over the course of the last bunch of years for iPhones in particular. So when Google steps in and does something like this, it could have a big effect. What are we looking at for costs and how does the phone look?
1: Yeah. so the new pixel seven handsets were announced just late last week. Um Google also revealed the pixel watch, which is their first movement into, they played around with watches with um, Samsung for a little while. This is the first one that comes out of their acquisition of Fitbit. Um, but the Pixel 7, which is the sort of base model, it starts at $799. And you compare that to the base model iPhone 14 coming in at $1099. So you're saving 300 bucks by getting a Pixel. If you compare the higher end, the Pixel 7 Pro starts at 1179 compared to $1,549 for the iPhone 14 Pro Max. So at least a couple hundred dollars cheaper to go with the Google Pixel device compared to what the iPhone is. I think that's Google trying to sell more handsets and because they can get away with pricing things aggressively, they're doing that. But it's also a recognition, I think, of the 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 economic climate that we're slipping into. I think that nobody's under any illusions that we're doing anything but falling further into recession here. And if you need to sell devices, you're gonna have to price them in a way that make people that, that means that people can afford them.
0: Well, if the number of iPhones they're making is 90 million, now that's a ton of profit to be made, but that's also an awful lot of storage space if nobody buys them,
1: you know? Uh, yeah, I suspect that they're going to, I suspect that people will buy them. Um, I'm, I'm quite interested in the Pixel Watch because this is the first Google Watch to come out of the Fitbit acquisition. It's got all of the features and functionality that you want. So all of the um, movement tracking and health tracking. It it actually kind of looks like the, you remember when Swatch first came mm-hmm. out? That's kind of what the Google Pixel Watch looks like. It kind of looks like those old Swatch watches. It's really round and and got a nice spherical face on it. Um, and it, it lets you access your Gmail, your YouTube music. You can even access your Google Home devices from the Pixel Watch. So a nice little companion to the um, aggressively priced Pixel 7 devices you can get the watch in a Wi-Fi version only for 450 or 530 for a cellular version. Again, pretty aggressive pricing for a wearable.
0: So Blaine Kylo, SoloCore on the Twitter and at SoloCore.com if you want to follow along to his posts. Way long ago, there was an awful lot of speculation that Facebook was trying to basically become the new internet, that you would never have to leave Facebook to find your shopping, find your maps, find your info on stores, find the people. You didn't ever need to leave Facebook. Well, unfortunately, people changed, and so did the options from other things, and Facebook became so bloated, that wasn't the thing. Now that Facebook is meta, they're not only trying to basically be all things Facebook slash internet. They really are making moves to get into all things virtual. Let's just build a whole new world, aren't they?
1: Yeah, that's what meta comes from. It's the concept of the metaverse, which is not a new concept, but it's one that Mark Zuckerberg decided that he wanted to try and merchandise. Um, and it all came out of the acquisition of the Oculus virtual reality headset, which started off as like a Kickstarter project. Um, some tech geeks got together and decided they wanted to build something. But, um, Facebook Meta thinks that there's an opportunity here. And so they've had a couple of different versions of the Quest virtual reality headset. The new one that was just announced is the Quest Pro. It's not cheap. It's going to be $2,300 when it releases on October 25th. But it's self-contained. So early VR headsets, you needed to attach them to a computer. And the computer provided the processing the Quest Pro does not need the computer. So that's one of the reasons for the high price tag because it's effectively the computer's built in. It's got some pretty nice tech. Um, Controllers that provide force feedback and equipped with sensors that track where the controllers are in three dimensions. And so that helps with tracking of your hands, but also of your body. And the headset itself has got all kinds of cameras around it, kind of like the motion capture rigs that are used in animation and in video games. And those cameras can capture incredibly detailed facial details and expressions. And they're able to translate those to your avatar in these virtual reality worlds. The real sell from Zuckerberg, though, is to try and convince people that the the MetaQuest Pro is actually a business system. So he actually trotted out Satya Nadella from Microsoft and the Accenture chief executive, Julie Sweet to talk about how those companies are planning and playing around with using virtual reality in offices and Microsoft is actually bringing teams and Microsoft 365 programs to there. So you can actually be in a virtual office, but not actually in the office. Mm-hmm. If you get the meaning yeah like a virtual it, boardroom kind of thing it, it it really feels to me like a, a product in search of a customer um i think that we have things that can do this now but it's interesting to conceive of i think that really the easier sell for the quest pro is gaming frankly because xbox cloud gaming is going to be coming to the system imagine putting on a headset and essentially having a massive 40 foot screen in the virtual world that you've stepped into that you can play all of your Xbox games on. You can have the biggest screen possible when you're in that virtual world. And to that end, Meta has gone and bought some virtual reality game developers like camouflage, which did the Iron Man game for PlayStation VR. That's now coming to the quest systems and armature. The developer that created the resident evil VR port is also Now owned by Meta. So Mark's trying to convince us that we want to be in virtual offices, but really I think the sell for virtual reality remains game experiences.
0: I imagine that being able to sit on, put on your helmet and look left and see the people on the left at your meeting, look right, see the people who are on the right of your meeting, which is basically taking your Zoom call and trying to put it into three dimension. And do you need to really see that? I guess that's kind of how I seems like an awful lot of technology for something that's being served pretty well. But I guess if you look at a phone, and what a phone used to be, we have an awful lot of technology in our hands today to still serve the basics of what is a phone. So I guess the, that the, kind of all...
1: The funniest thing is, um, Meta has now decided that everybody needs to go back to the office, and yet they're promoting a product that means that you can have a virtual office. So are they going to make everybody go back to the office and put on a headset to enter a virtual world?
0: Yeah, then they don't have to leave their... Office to the boardroom, I guess. <laughs> Work harder. Sit in your desk. Come on, let's go. Uh fascinating stuff. Blaine Kylo, solocore.com. It is the technological world. Thank you very much for being here, sir. Of course.